This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I'm talking with Harish Bikmal, who is the co-founder of Zeneviv, uh, which is a social enterprise startup recognizing and promoting the talent of people on the autism spectrum. And uh, Harish, good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show. Good morning, Eliza. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, I really, I think you introduced yourselves to us, and what came through when when we first started communicating was your 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 genuine passion and sincerity over what you're doing, and your desire to sort of share the good work that you're seeing. I guess what's happening and, and occurring for the artists that you're working with and, and the response of the public. So I know that that's quite a bit. We're going to get into all of that. But if you wouldn't mind starting with just a little background about yourself. And I know your co- the co-founder is your wife. And uh, maybe tell us a little story about your family and how Zetaviv started. You know, professionally, as far as my I'm concerned, I create solutions for people on the autism spectrum. I've developed a lot of training material and a few tools that can produce behavior intervention plans, etc. In the past, I've been a management consultant and have produced and uh, worked in technology as well. My wife and uh, Sandhya and I have been married for about 25 years now, and we have two boys. Saket, uh, my uh, older one, is 19 years old. He's a freshman at college, and he's studying neuroscience as he wants to pursue research in autism and other neurological conditions. Great. My younger son, Himal, 17, uh, he was diagnosed with severe autism uh, at the age of two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and let me tell you a little bit about my wife. She is a software analyst at a nonprofit, but she also became a BCABA after our son's diagnosis. Okay. Uh, let's are, let's stop uh, and are, let's just define that for folks. I know what that means, but uh, not everybody knows what that means. So, board certified sure. assistant behavior analyst. So she's she got her certification in the sort of quote unquote gold standard of in in the field of uh, autism in terms of instruction and behavioral support. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Cannot agree more. I mean, the impact that I've had on our son is just tremendous. I can't even quantify in any way. Yeah. I mean, you know, talking about that, we are really lucky that way that she's able to homeschool and run our son's therapies and programs, you know, using the ABA that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. She also volunteers and trains several parents around the world. Mm. And one more thing about my wife I would like to add is, You know, given it was a little bit difficult to find and keep art teachers for our son, uh, she, in fact, became a certified art teacher, and she she now trains him. Wow. That is wonderful. And I think that that's a a growing theme that I see with parents recognizing some of the gaps in the services available, especially for individuals who who sound a little bit like Himal in terms of a severe diagnosis. And and many families are starting to recognize and and take up opportunities where they themselves become, you know, not not, uh, beyond the parent and the caregiver, but also the professional. So wonderful that she's been able to do that. So, So how did all of 
of this coming together, because I also understand your background now a little bit further, because working at Anderson, we, we one of the things that, that one of our departments does is create behavior support plans or behavior intervention plans and the types of stuff that you, it sounds like you've actually created programs with your technical background to, to develop those as well. Um, so how did your background plus your wife's background plus having a child diagnosed at age two culminate in this social enterprise that you've founded? Great question. It's a little bit of a story. Let me go back. You know, my son, when he was diagnosed at two, we were told that he may be put in an institution by five. That's how severe he was. Mm. And he's still nonverbal, only a few words. And uh, which left us, you know, with very little hope, right? And as you can imagine, um, like most parents, we were very worried about his future, especially, you know, about his life when we as parents are gone and no longer there to take care of him. Mm-hmm. So you know, we tried different things, uh, teaching, different kind of treatments, therapies, sports, etc. But the progress was very slow, to say the least. And in fact, if when we trained him in basketball, uh, you know, when he was around eight or so, what we found is he would shoot nine out of ten, but he would like to have the ball all the time. Right? He wouldn't just didn't get the rules. So that, then, you know, when he's about 10 years old and, you know, this is the time he couldn't even hold a fork properly and he had just was potty trained, he picked up a paintbrush from his mother and started dabbing on the canvas she was working on. She paints for a hobby. Mm-hmm. And when we saw this, we started him in art therapy and art training. And, you know, since then, his teachers and therapists have been tremendous, you know, in helping develop initially and then nurture his painting skills. Because, you know, he couldn't hold a fork, but we have found a teacher who really took care of him, took under his wings and trained him very hard and very creatively. And as Himal continued to paint, we continued, we were, you know, really overwhelmed with his medical bills. In those days, uh, there was no insurance for ABA or autism in general. So we decided to hold a fundraiser to sell his art pieces. And we had about uh, 50 pieces. Wow. And then when, when, and when we announced the fundraiser to about 30 people, over 100 people from the community donated their art for his cause. Really? And what, what community is this? Where, where are you located? Uh, at the time, we were in Research Triangle Park in North Carolina. Okay, okay, great. Right, and uh, we were so blown away by the support. I mean, it deeply touched our hearts. Yeah. And then on that day of the fundraiser, we sold over 1,500 greeting cards in about two hours, and more importantly, over 130 paintings in the five hours of the show. So this was where the idea of Genevieve came from, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people are interested in this kind of art, and, you know, these kids can do with a lot of effort, but they have some, you can call it hidden talent or some passion, but if we if the parents were to spend the time, energy, and nurture, develop and nurture those talents or skills, why not we do something where there is a good match? The, the work these guys produce could enrich the world, and any kind of income or that kind of just the recognition itself 
gives such a boost to the self-esteem of these individuals, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the idea of Genevieve basically came from. Mm. So, and at this point, just to, just to, we'll, we'll fill in the gaps here, but as of today, how many artists do you have involved in Genevieve? Uh, we have about 14 artists now mm-hmm. and a couple more on the way. And it's been really, really a great experience doing that. I mean, what I thought could be, you know, started slowly, but what I thought could really help a few parents, now we are seeing hope that it could be a platform to help thousands of these individuals. And it, what, um, first of all, I just want to go back and say that, that the story that you told about the number of your community members who stepped up uh, and, and became involved in that first show also touches my heart. That's the kind of thing that you can't create out of thin air, that, that it sort of exists and then you develop some opportunity and people step forward and do the right thing. So that's wonderful. I just want to recognize the people that initially did that. But but now from a practical standpoint, you're talking about the positive impact for, you know, within something like this or this particular program for individuals with autism. Can you give me a concrete example of something that you've seen where maybe there's been an increase in social connectivity or an impact on an entire family or or even with your own son? Do, do you see him changing and, and is his quality of life improving through this? Absolutely, Eliza. I mean, let me, as you said, you know, let me start with my son, right? I mean, he's usually not expressive at all. Mm -hmm. But when he sees one of his paintings hanging in a local business or somebody's home, the expression on his face, the smile on his face is just priceless for Mm -hmm. us as parents. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And... This is how this power of expression, if you call it even artistic expression, has impacted him. For our family, you know, it really gave us a spark of hope that we were so desperately looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And now we feel, and, you know, currently they're painting, uh, five of the artists are painting wall murals at Fannie Mae in Washington, D.C. And this morning, my son heard some something my wife was talking to somebody and he goes, I want to paint using his sign language. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is something we never dreamt or never could even believe if somebody said, hey, your son could paint or even be so much more uh, livelier uh, with what he's doing. Sure. And his self-esteem has been just through the roof, right? And let me give you another example. Sure. Um, uh, one, a mother of one of the Zenobie artists Uh, recently just sent me a note saying Genevieve has given him a greater sense of satisfaction in his artwork and consequently made him feel like a more valuable member of the society. He's a happier person as a result of Genevieve. I mean, you know, these words coming from a mother, as a parent, I just cannot even uh, express how gratifying it is. I, th- I think I, I have some comments about that and responses to that. I, I really thank you for sharing. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I'd like to ask you um, some questions about, about just what you shared and, and give me some give you some responses. You're making me think of some things that have occurred right here on this very radio show, uh, interviewing artists themselves. So we'll be right back on 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. We'll be right back. Autism may present with challenges, but at Anderson Center for Autism, we're focused on unlocking the tremendous potential for all we serve. At Anderson, every moment is a teaching moment. Every moment is a chance to build skills and self-confidence needed to experience.
experience success. Every moment is a chance to optimize the quality of life for someone with autism. And every moment offers a chance to touch a heart to inspire. Learn more at AndersonCenterForAutism.org. That's AndersonCenterForAutism.org. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking with Harish Bikmal, who is the co-founder, along with his wife, who sounds like quite a truly amazing woman, of a social enterprise called Zenevive. And Harish, you've been telling us stories uh, about and, and, and sharing sort of the history of uh, the development of the social enterprise, which is an opportunity for individuals with autism to create art. And I know that you've mentioned uh, at the end of the last, the first half of the show, what your experience is when you're walking with your son, uh, Himal, in maybe a community business, a, a restaurant, or, or maybe a gallery, or somewhere where his art is, is uh, shown. And you said that he lights up. You said that the look on his face is something and the smile is something that you can't even begin to describe. I, I would think that for a lot of our listeners who are parents of children who are severely impacted by autism, that comment is resonating with all of them right now. It certainly is for me. It reminds me of something I hear from families a lot at Anderson, which is the period of, of I'll call it mourning, that many families tell me that they go through when they're accepting and, and starting to understand this diagnosis and maybe hearing some some less than hopeful news from professionals about what their child may never be able to do. And at Anderson, it's things like going to a prom, graduating from a high school. But from what you're describing, it's things like having, as a parent, being able to watch what really lights up your child and, and understand them from that perspective. So is that something that you hear, that you experience, and that you also hear from the families and maybe siblings of other artists involved in, in the program? Absolutely, Eliza. I mean, you, you put it very well and about uh, experience your uh, students uh, are having at uh, Anderson. I mean, so glad to hear about that. Uh, you know, whether it's prom or other uh, graduation, etc. Um, regarding artists as Zenevi, so far I've probably heard from almost every artist family, whether it's the parents or the siblings. My older son, he actually is the co-founder with me, mm. and he's a very active uh, member in the autism community locally. And brothers and sisters of almost every artist that we have so far have been the best advocates for those artists. Yeah. And I mean, from a hope perspective, from a development in the child perspective, I've heard mostly from parents. Uh, but what the siblings have done, getting them, uh, getting their sibling, you know, the individuals and their siblings who the individual on the spectrum, I would say, in fact, are helping them prepare for the future. Yeah. In many, many ways. Right. Uh, and I hear about the impact of their art being recognized by so many organizations, whether it's Washington Post or if it's a Four Seasons Hotel or Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, so many right. different organizations. I hear from, from the siblings to some extent, but mostly from the parents who are just very thankful in general. And I would say, actually, we are thankful for the opportunity to, you know, uh, make some difference in their lives. And hopefully the future is something where, uh, you know, uh, the individuals can uh, live doing this 
and get the best out of it because that's what they enjoy to do. I, I hope so, too. And, and uh, in a minute or two, we'll talk about some thoughts for the future and where people can go for more information and, and to maybe get involved in your organization. But I just want to share a story because it just keeps floating into my head as you're talking. Um, Anderson has a, an art program called Expressive Outcomes. And a lot of the adults um, that we work with who, again, are, are very, very challenged by autism – are involved in expressive outcomes. And it also started in a very sort of grassroots organic kind of way where a parent showed up with some of her artist friends from New York City one weekend and just did a project. And all of these individuals kind of naturally moved toward the project and started creating together. And then that inspired her and the rest of the, the staff and the program to create more opportunities for individuals to create art. And it led uh, it's led to art shows in New York City and, and uh, all over for our area, the Hudson Valley of New York, and and we've loved seeing it grow. But one day on this very radio station, a radio show, I had the opportunity to interview a couple of the young men who were involved in the program, who were you know verbally communicative and, and wanted to come on and talk about their experience. And I'll never forget this young man who I asked. I asked him what made him really happy about creating art and and having it available for public consumption and. And, you know, either for purchase or to show in galleries. And he looked at me and he said, I just love I I think it's cool that, you know, when my art is hanging in somebody's living room and I just imagine that that person looks at that piece of art and says, that's the best piece of art I ever bought off of anybody. That's a direct quote. And he he lit up when he was talking about that. And it just made me think that it's something that is easy to forget. And easy to overlook that individuals who communicate in different ways and may not, like you said before, be able to appropriately or or effectively hold a fork, but can hold a paintbrush or a pencil or, you know, a marker and create something that is equally expressive and meaningful. It's important that we all take pause and um, realize that that it's it's up to all of us to create opportunities and perpetuate opportunities for uh, everybody to express themselves in, in whatever way they can and want to. So I, I love that about uh, about Zenevieve. I think it's a great it's a great thing that you've done in your community. So thank you. Of course, my pleasure. And you know, just let me add a small thing to that. Sure. You know, um, these individuals, most of them on the spectrum, their confidence levels are so low. I mean, they they feel whether they express it or not. They do not appear to feel very confident, and they, to some extent, they may be even feeling inferior. I mean, again, that's just my interpretation of some of my son's uh, things when he was younger. But when they feel the, when they see the recognition of their work, right, that seems to really, really make a huge difference to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's right. It's as if they have gone from the dark to the sun, uh, sunlight kind of a feeling almost. Yes, I love that. And and again, there's still a lot of myths out there that I'm sure you're aware of where, you know, people think that individuals with autism uh, don't want to be social and don't want to be connected to other people or maybe just don't have those the capacity to, to feel a sense of pride and uh, and connectivity. And it's just not true. 
Um, I think that it's just just absolutely not true. I think if anything, uh, when you see that or you think that you see somebody who who is behaving in a way or or looking in a way that they they don't want that, it's often because they haven't been presented with with an opportunity that's that speaks to them. So so I again, I think that there's huge, huge potential in programs like this, especially the beautiful part is when they're spearheaded by families and communities together. And then. And I wanted to highlight and just recognize that you, you and 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 Genevieve itself has been um, supported by organizations like the Washington Post, Freddie Mac, the Four Seasons Hotels, and and different resorts. Is that through sponsorships of the program, or is that through opportunities to showcase art, or both? It's uh, primarily through opportunity to showcase uh, the art, mm-hmm. and you know each of them have been uh, customers of Genevieve. Mm. and even Johns Hopkins Hospital, so on and so forth, right? I mean, these customers have been, sorry, yeah, these organizations have done a few things. One, they have been uh, extremely supportive, have purchased uh, artwork, and they have uh, gone out and have become kind of a brand ambassadors for us. For example, Four Seasons in uh, Washington, um, D.C., in Georgetown area, our artists painted a 345-square-feet mural. Wow. And the, and the general manager there, you know, immediately spread that message to the local D.C. and uh, the Georgetown areas and to other four seasons around the world. And then we have heard from so many other places, hey, could you do that for us? Could, you, could we buy this piece of art? So on and so forth. Wonderful. And Freddie Mac, uh, Freddie Mac for example, uh, during April, we held a week-long autism art show in the corporate office. Uh-huh. And that result... Yeah. That resulted in nine of their employees coming forward and saying, hey, we have kids with autism. Maybe we should try out some of these things like, you know, whether art or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, music or something with art kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the kind of uh, quote-unquote movement you'd like to see, right, so that more and more parents start uh, doing something for their kids with respect to nurturing their talent or developing a talent. Absolutely. I mean, you're breaking, but you're breaking down barriers, and and you're making it even more and more okay to talk about it. Um, I love that. I love that. We're um, Harish. We're almost out of time. I just want to give you a chance to uh, first of all share if there's a website or a place you want people to go to check out Zenevive and to uh, see art and and contact you if they if they want to uh, commission your artist to do something for them. Um, and then if you also have any parting thoughts um, in terms of what you're doing. Absolutely. Our website is Zenevive. Uh, Z e n a v i v com, And, you know, if there is an artist in your family, anybody in the listeners' families or friends, they can uh, send us an email at support at Zenevive.com. And uh, just to add a couple of thoughts, number one, Zenevive artists earn 66% of the profits from the sale of their art. And uh, what we do is we sell the prints and products from their artwork. So it's not just like, uh, you know, they do a piece of art, sell and make money once, but they can earn income each time a print is sold, so it's over and over. And I would like to say one thing to the parents, and this is again, I say this as a parent, uh, is that talking to many hundreds of parents and seeing uh, progress in these kids as parents have put in efforts uh, to nurture the talent uh, or nurture their passions, um, that many, many parents 
are seen not just a ray of hope, but in fact, uh, they are becoming, you know, uh, not just the kids, but even the parents are developing a sense of pride in their kids, right? And that kind of a hope is probably so much contrary to what, uh, you know, the initial feeling is where when you get the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So please do uh, try. It's not going to be easy, but please try and uh, work on your kids' uh, talent and develop it. As for a common man, my recommendation is when next time you see an individual with autism, please try to look at it from a different perspective. Try to see what is different in them, what is special in them, right? And they will probably... The uh, perspective of these individuals will change forever. Yeah. Wonderful, right. wonderful message. Uh, Harish Bikmal, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a really wonderful conversation. I've enjoyed it very much. Um, information can be found at zeniviv.com, Z-E-N-A-V-I-V.com, and you can email for more information at support at zeniviv.com. Harish, please give my best to to your family for for doing this and i wish you just all more success in the future as you continue your good work thank you so much thank you Eliza. much appreciated this is one in 59 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza bozenski and remember anderson cares you've been listening to one in 59 a presentation of anderson center for autism join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week 